Hey everybody, welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 288, The Replacements. I am your host, Mark, aka Wingman709, and with me, as always, is... Well, not as always, I can't say that, because this is The Replacement Show. So this week, and it looks like we may have already lost one. <laughs> I'm not seeing him in my video anymore, and he's frozen in the Skype window, but Jason is here with me. Hello. Hey, hey, Jason, how you doing? Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, Jason, a.k.a. Democulus. Uh, it's good to be back. It's been about one year, roughly, since I've been on. I appreciate you letting me come on. All right, and let's see. Is, uh, Jesus, are you still there with us? Yes, I am here. All right, we just lost your video. We just got a frozen picture uh -oh. of you, but that's okay. At least that's you're fine. there. <laughs> yeah. So what's... Uh, Jason, did you give your gamer tag? Uh, yeah, I believe I said Democulus. I don't. All right, and then how about you, Jesus? Uh, my gamer tag is Jesus walks a lot. And uh, so some of you, probably a lot of you, know Jason already. He's been on the show before, and he's the one with the massive gaming collection um, that everybody's jaw drops when they have seen his videos and pictures. Fix and hit, fix and hit five thousand four hundred. <laughs> is that that's that's just crazy? That's physical. That is not digital. It's that's nuts. all physical. Yeah, we should we should talk about that a little bit here, but um, so and so you know Jason already probably. So Jesus, you should know because uh, he's he's getting uh, moving up uh, in fame in the world these days. Cause yes, sir. He's, he's now got his own show, doesn't he? Yes, I do. Actually, it's called Horrible Gamers Podcast, spelled with the Z at the end of Gamers. And I hope people go out there and listen to us. We surely appreciate it. Out there, uh, you guys just did your second episode uh, yesterday, correct? Yes, we did our second episode yesterday, and uh, it should be up on iTunes already. I think it went up last night, actually. So people should be able to go out there and download it. Excellent. Yep. Just uh, the the only that's really cool because I think I think everybody that's on that show is like from the TXL community. Yes, that is true. Everybody, yeah, everybody is from the TXL community. So that's that's kind of cool. It's like you know, when, when this Xbox Life, we kind of spawned the Achievement Hounds because Moronic Cow, Moronic Cow, and myself were the f original founders of Xbox Podcast. And then Brun joined us, and then we rode that till till the end. And then we started up this Xbox Life, and then the Achievement Hounds spun off from from it with listeners from the group. So now they got that show up and running, and they've been going strong for several years now. And now it's like the community has kind of built this new show, Horrible Gamers. Um, and you guys did it, you know, obviously the very first episode, you could tell it was an episode one. But you guys had a lot of good content. You guys were funny. I liked your roundtable style, the way you guys did things. So I look forward to lots and lots of future episodes from you guys. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to bringing more episodes and a lot of content to people. Uh, it's very different from your show, you know. We're, we're explicit on our show. And we're very explicit, so it's not a family-friendly show. If you have kids around, I wouldn't recommend listening to it on on the stereo in the car or anything like that. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you guys. Um, we as I did, I was trying to struggle for a title for this week's show, and then it, it I was given the title essentially when both Rob and Bron had to bail. Um, at pretty much last minute, Rob is stuck working tonight. Actually, doing uh, uh, working uh, with his real job, and then um, 
Braun actually got a, a promotion at work, so congratulations to Braun. But that meant he had a really early morning meetings in the morning, so he could not attend. But uh, we certainly understand why that is going on. So congratulations out to him. And there you are. Now we got your video feed. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I was trying to mess with it a little bit, make it work. All right, so you guys can join. Uh, check out our website at thisxboxlife.com. Um, also, if you would like to support the show, uh, please go to our website, and then on the right-hand side, you'll see an Amazon link. Click on that, and it will take you to our affiliate page, um, and that is available for members from the U.S., Canada, U.K., Spain, Germany, Italy, and France. Uh, it'll take you to the appropriate store based on where you live. Um, so we really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving to us by using Amazon. So let's jump into what you guys have been playing. So I'm going to start off with uh, Jason. Why don't you tell us what you've been playing this week? Well, i got a long laundry list here this week. Uh, first off, played some Titanfall. Uh, just playing a little bit here and there. I'm trying to grind my way through the 50 wins on all the different game mode types. Uh, next, uh, been playing some Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which me and you both have. Uh, we've are taking a little plunge into the multiplayer grinding on that game. And yep. uh, next, play some Killer Instinct. I'd play personally some first because of the full gore, and I'm a diehard Killer Instinct fan, which I got my Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 versions of the first two games on over here complete in box. And uh, then also you and I uh, were uh, doing some multiplayer uh, fun on Killer Instinct also. And it's uh, my first game on Xbox One <clears throat> that I've uh, got over a thousand points on because of the DLC. Uh, let's see. Next, I got Zoo Tycoon. I know people are going to laugh on that one. How do you go from Killer Instinct to Zoo Tycoon? Uh, I enjoyed. It. I played the original Zoo Tycoon many years ago on the PC, and uh, it's a fun, little relaxing game. It's a game you got to patient it on, and and it is a little challenging. Uh, I am looking for a boosting partner in that game for Zoo Tycoon on Xbox One. There, uh, it's like two or three co-op achievements. So if anybody has that, shoot me a message, please, so I can get that knocked out. Uh, <clears throat> I think Jesus next. has Zoo Tycoon, doesn't he? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, okay. I like Zoo Tycoon as well. It's one of the games that I really play quite a bit. Okay, well, uh, yeah. I definitely need to hit you up on that. Uh, I do have the 360 version also. I've been double dipping a lot on this uh, since the Xbox One and 360 version on a bunch of stuff. I do have Titanfall on 360. I just haven't opened it up yet. Um, so, uh, but then also yesterday I was playing Need for Speed Rivals. And, uh, one of my best friends was over yesterday, and he was the one who started that game on my Xbox One and got me one achievement stuck on that thing. And uh, so he was overplaying it some more, but he was getting very frustrated with that game and, and kind of rage quit. So I was just kind of laughing. And then I tried it some, and I'm like, okay, this has the feel of burnout, and it seems fun, but I wouldn't groove in the controls of the cars. Did either one of y'all play it and groove the controls on that game? For which one? The Need for Speed Rivals. Oh, I I tried it out when I, when I first got my Xbox, and... I couldn't even, I don't even remember. I haven't played it since. <laughs> I, I rented it and sent it back. I didn't really care for it. I, I have it. Well, I had it. I traded it in. But it's actually a really good game. It was fun. It was real fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then next I played a 
Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. I already completed the Xbox One version. I'm actually playing the 360 version, double dipping on the achievements. I got 950 out of the 1,000 on Xbox One, but that last 50-point achievement is all, completing all the trials, and that's going to be a major grind from what I was reading. And I, I love it, but I, I'm not going to sit there and play like 15, 20 hours of grinding the thing out, uh, which I guess is kind of funny because we're doing t uh, Tomb Raiders, and that's going to take us a while also. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, and then uh, on my Windows, uh, on my Surface tablet, I played a Rayman Jungle Run and Rayman Fiesta Run. I've been on a little Rayman kick, and they were cheap, like I think a couple bucks each or something. So I'm playing through them, and I played a couple of like Microsoft Bingo and Tap Tiles, some other little random knickknack games. And in my list here is South Park Stick of Truth. I beat that uh, last Sunday or Monday. I don't remember. It was a fun game, but uh, let me say this without controlling. Uh, that game is, uh, if you don't like the show, it, well, let me think. The game, what they got away with in the game as far as getting it M-rated again, I was very shocked. I'll say that much. And how it didn't get a higher rating, the AO rating, the dreadful AO rating is beyond me. But uh, it was fun, though, and it's a fun little RPG. But uh, on that, I think that's it for me. All right. How about you, Jesus? I haven't really played many games this week. We were really busy with the other show, you know, trying to get everything up and running. But I did manage to get a little bit of Titanfall in, as always. Some Tomb Raider as well. And also a little bit of Zoo Tycoon, like you said, but not too much. And uh, some Forza. Uh, I like Forza. It's a fun game. Have That's you really raced on that new track? The one in California, was it Long Beach? Yeah, the Long Beach track. No, I haven't tried it out yet. I actually just put it in today. It's hard. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to try it out. It's It definitely looks good, but it's a tough track to drive on. Is it? What I hate about that game is that the drive guitars, man, they make it so hard to play the actual career mode. I'm trying to make a turn, and everybody just gets in there, and everybody's crashing into you, and I'm, this is hard. It's a, it's a hard game. It's not your regular racing type of game. Yeah, in fact, I, I actually was rolling some footage of the in the Twitch stream here of my me playing Forza this week, and is I titled the video, That's How I Roll, and because my first one I did, I flipped my car like bumper to bumper sideways like five or six times it was pretty cool and then after that it was just pictures of me slamming into people and I've had people say yeah when they try to avoid my drive guitar because he drives just like I do in the game which is horrible <laughs> I slam and I slam into cars all the time I do it on purpose because you know I can actually I don't have to slow down as much and if I take the inside turn and I use the other cars to kind of slam into them it keeps me on the track <laughs> You know, and I can keep going, and I usually gain four or five positions every turn. <laughs> so, yeah. but I wouldn't do that in like a multiplayer game, but I do it in the in the campaign all the time. But um, so, but now now it's affecting other people's games with my drive guitar. So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I have a hard time with that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else? Did you play anything else this week? No, that was it, man. I mean, Tomb Raider is always a beautiful game. I tried to play multiplayer last night, actually. It was like 3 in the morning. Me and Brink, after the show, were like, you know what, man? Let's get on some Tomb Raider. We got on some Tomb Raider. And I swear there's only like five people in the entire world were playing that game. 
and those five people were like rank 50 or whatever they were way up there and they were just killing me left and right it wasn't even fun it sucked yeah it's uh once you get ranked up you get a better weapons and stuff so it's like new people starting don't even have a chance it's uh yeah. and it's definitely a game that I never cared for the multiplayer in Tomb Raider. Single player is well worth the full price of admission. The multiplayer I thought was useless and not needed. But yeah, you know, if you and Brink want to join uh, Jason and I, we're we're kind of working our way through that slowly. <laughs> I'm I'm a level one, by the way. Just giving you guys a heads up. I didn't even rank up yesterday. Not even one level. <laughs> what are we, Jason? You're I'm like a what are we like twenty five ish. You're 25, 26, I'm 24, I think, if I remember. Yeah, so. And that's just from him and I. <laughs> wow. We're, we're boosting it. <laughs> I'm not even sure <laughs> yeah. why. I think, you know, I'm not, I don't like, I don't enjoy doing that, but it's like really we're kind of feel like there's not a whole lot more to play. I mean, I love Titanfall. I've been working with that, but it's like just to get a break, and if you don't see the crew on, you want to play something else, it's like, ah, let's just mess around in this. So, we've been having some fun with it, though, and, and, and like, hey, go stand by that barrel and drop in these uh, exploding uh, ammo crates. It's just kind of messing around, having fun, so as long as we're having fun, I, I don't care. Yeah, that's one thing that threw me off when I was playing yesterday, those few matches that I played, was those uh, those traps. I was not expecting that. I was just walking through the map, and all of a sudden, I blew up. And I was like, how, how did I just blow up, you know? And somebody <laughs> yeah. set a trap, or somebody tied, like, I was upside down all of a sudden and on a trap. You know, like, somebody tied me up, and I was like, what's going yep. on here? It was really yep. weird. <laughs> Jason was hanging upside down a couple times today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of a sudden, I hear him go, you jerk. And I knew exactly where he was. So, all right. So this week, I played some Titanfall as well. Working on that stupid railgun, Titan railgun challenge that I can gen up to Gen 4. Um, I think I'm going to hit level 50 before I ever get that thing done. I'm I'm like at a level 44 now, I think. Um, and I just can't seem to get that done. I'm going to have to start playing a lot of Last Titan Standing, I think, to really and try to steal some Titan gills, but we'll see. Uh, played some Tomb Raider, Forza 5, played a bunch of Killer Instinct, um, played some, and then I went over to the 360, played some Rock Band 3, and The Wolf Among Us Episode 3, uh, which was, as always, a fantastic game short. I swear it's getting shorter. I, I, I think this one was about an hour and a half, maybe. Um, seems like every episode gets shorter, but still a fantastic story, and I'm looking forward to the next one, so very good stuff. So, all right. So why don't we go ahead and jump into our topics for the week. Jason will get to lead us off. All righty. Uh, first up, we got uh, Microsoft is considering 360 backwards compatibility on Xbox One. Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, Phil Spencer, who uh, spoke with... Uh, gosh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Where am I? Phil Spencer spoke and uh, said basically they are... It's being looked into uh, running backwards got to be on Xbox One. Um, let's see. It turns out to... Uh-oh, I just lost my Twitch feed. Xbox, stop listening. <laughs> I got, I got the, <laughs> Xbox just went all crazy. <laughs> uh, I every time. Uh, <laughs> so, hey, uh, yeah. I hope I didn't miss anybody else up. Anyway, it turned out... Uh, 
basically it boils down to that they're uh, looking to add it, but I'm, I seriously doubt that they're they're going to do it. It just uh, why bother now when you've already made the you told everybody from the beginning you weren't going to do it. I personally don't see what's the point of doing it myself. Do y'all care for the 360 backwards compatibility? No, I don't see a need for it. Yeah, I moved I, on to the new generation to play on a new generation. Yeah, I've got a couple 360s here. It doesn't it doesn't take a lot for me to walk over and press a button, you know, and turn it on. I mean. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. You know, people are screaming they want this. I'm like, why? What's it matter? If you, you know, most people that everybody that I know that's saying they want this already have 360s. So, what's it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, why run old stuff on your new hardware? I mean, just give me new stuff for the Xbox One. Exactly. It's not hard to switch a TV input and hit a power button on your controller. So. The hard part is got to go and swap your disc. See, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid you got to get up and uh, go put a disc in. You know, you can. You know, it helps to get up and circulate the blood once in a while. You know, after a few hours of gaming. Now I get no exercise. <laughs> my, it used to be that I had to get up to swap discs. That was my exercise. Uh, Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, every time we play, we go and swap games. I'm like, oh, yeah, hold on, I got to go get up and go get my disc. <laughs> I'm curious, Mark, since you go all digital, how many games do you own? Um I, I you know what? I don't I don't really know. Let me take a quick look. I've got three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen. And how much space do you have left on your hard drive? <laughs> I'm uh <laughs> I'm running low. I have hundred and ten gig free. I've used sixty nine point eight percent of my drive. And I'm going to buy a game this coming week on it, so it's going to get even less this week. Wow. Oh, I forgot to say, I also <laughs> I left a game out that I played, Connect Sports Rivals. <laughs> Dude, that, that's the bad thing about digital. It leaves you vulnerable. It's like, I was like, I, I tried the game before. I did that jet thing. I didn't want to play it. I was like, I'm never buying this. Dude, I broke down and bought it this week just because I wanted to play the bowling. And I had to go through this, like, stupid tutorial thing. And finally I was able to get to the bowling, but I had to do it, like, because I jumped out of the training thing ahead of time. I had to do, like, not with my own character. And it was, like, just, like, some random versus thing. And I'm like, this stinks! And it wasn't even that good! It was, like, the original bowling from the original Connect Sports was so much better. I was like, ah, So I wasted $60 on that junk. So... Well, don't worry, I've got it over. I got it over here, still, still waiting to be played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I hate. That's the one bad thing is like I, several times I've sat there and looked, and I'm like, I really want something new to play, and I almost did it last night, Jason. You were like, Oh, you need to get Need for Speed. I've already <laughs> played it. I didn't like it, but I'm going. Well, <laughs> it would be something different to play. <laughs> it's like a really bad thing, you know. I don't have to go to the store. I can easily just say, I'll take it. And you're not even exchanging money, you know. You don't really see it, so it's almost like you just click a button and it's there. Wow, <laughs> that that could be really bad for my wallet. Until yeah. your wife sees the the bank statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's all this money going to Microsoft? I don't know, dear. I have no clue. So the good <laughs> thing is she doesn't see me bringing games in anymore. 
So I can kind of wait. She doesn't think I'm buying anything, but I, I am. <laughs> hey, wait! I just want to point in the chat. Uh, they call me meme. Said said that his roommate said said that uh, you look like Rush Limbaugh. I just cracked yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, representing baby. All I uh, need is my was it IBC or I, whatever that radio station he works for, and that big old microphone he's got. Yeah. So Rush is the man. <clears throat> All right. So. Anything else, Jason? On <coughs> oh, I was gonna say on your on this actually, I kind of think they're doing this, the backward compatibility thing, only only because Sony is bringing like their back catalog because of Gaikai, so they're gonna yep. put it on there and do kind of like backward compatibility. But it's not really backward compatibility. It's it's like on live. You're gonna play it like in the cloud. You're not really so. Right. You know what I mean. You're not really playing it on the PlayStation Four. I mean, you are, but it's you're playing it yeah. on the back end, like on Live did. Yeah. So Which I've got an I've got an on Live here collecting dust. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I've got one of the, I bought one of the boxes what three four years ago whatever it was. Uh, they're still they're still in business, but I was waiting for Microsoft to buy them out. Yeah, I actually thought that was going to happen too. Yeah, well, E3's coming up. They still got some time. Yep. Alrighty. Yep. Next. All right, Jesus. Let's let's hear your story. <laughs> let's move on. So, uh, something that Major Nelson posted on his blog page or website. Uh, GoPro is launching on 360, and there is a big YouTube update for the Xbox One. So now you can upload your videos that you make on your upload studios directly to your YouTube account. I haven't done this. Have you guys tried any of this? Yes, it works great. Does it work? Okay, good. Yeah, the update's already been out. It's been out a few days now, I think. And also, I guess you can use a GoPro to stream to the 360. That's interesting. That's very interesting. You can use the GoPro for what? Uh, you can stream it to the 360. And people on the 360 can watch you doing whatever you're doing with the GoPro camera. Now that's like that, like extreme sports thing, right? Where they attach to their bike yeah. and their helmet. Wow, yep. that's pretty interesting. Yeah, but you know what people are going to be using it for? Walking <laughs> in their house. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll, they'll mount it to their headset while they're playing Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what people are going to be doing. You know, it's. I guess it's interesting, but we'll see how how much popularity that has. I'd like to get. I was uh, a couple. Was it a week ago? I was out uh, shooting with a bunch of guys. Uh, this kind of group that I'm with, and the one of the guys had his head, his um, ear, you know, his ear protection. You know, they kind of look like you know the regular headphones that we're wearing, but they're designed you know to protect your ears from sound. Well, he's got a camera mounted on it, and it was like this little camera, and he was able to you know anything he was shooting at or watching other people shoot, he's all he was recording the video, and I'm like, that's pretty sweet. I need to get me one of those. So, you know, maybe this GoPro is something I should look at, and then just attach it to my headset, so when I go shooting, I can record video of it. <laughs> There you go. So. Yeah, the, the one caveat, though, is that you're going to have to have gold to actually use this on the 360. And uh, you can actually buy a GoPro camera on the app on the 360, it says right here. 
if you feel like you want to buy one, you can just buy it on the app, and I guess they'll send it to you, whatever your address is on your Xbox Live account. wonder how expensive those things are. Probably pretty pricey. I think they're HD cameras, right? Yeah. yeah. I would say maybe 80 bucks, $100 maybe, most. I'll have to look into getting one just for the heck of it. <laughs> Do it, man. Be streaming wonder, the GoPro. Uh, you know, wonder, but you, you know, how do you stream it though? I guess that's that would be my question. If you're out in the desert, I thought it would just capture it, and then you'd have to upload it later. You know? Well, maybe you, maybe, maybe that's the way it works. Maybe you're able to upload it later. It'd be cool if it was like somehow had some kind of Wi-Fi connection, or you could tether it to your cell phone so that you could stream it all live. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Be crazy. <laughs> That'd be interesting, like going to like uh, like a gaming event like E3. You could have that thing just kind of walk around and and broadcast and talk about stuff and show everybody to see what you're looking at. That'd be kind of cool. So, alrighty, cool. Yeah. All right. So next, we got a. This is pretty interesting. We talked about last year E3. They talked about like the Halo TV series. And they mentioned, Microsoft mentioned that they're going to be doing some uh, entertainment and uh, developing shows specifically for Xbox. So right now, Microsoft is currently developing six original programs for its Xbox platform. Um, this includes a new sci-fi show called Humans, which was recently revealed um, as a collaboration between Microsoft and UK's Channel 4 and the Steven Spielberg-produced Halo TV series. Um, Nancy, Microsoft's Nancy Tellum said, We aren't trying to find something that's going to be accepted by the largest common denominator, which is what a lot of people in the business look for. So, A, that, I like that. They're not, <laughs> go at it, you're not trying to please everybody. That's, to me, a, a good way to approach it. Because every time you try to appease everybody, it's just watered down, and, it, and it's like the same as everything else on TV. Make it unique. I like that idea. Um, she also went on to say, we're focused on what we feel our audience on our platform wants. Uh, she added that Microsoft's looking to focus on the coveted 18 to 34 male demographic. Hey! They don't care about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, they're also looking to join other online content providers such as Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, who have uh, seen varying degrees of success with such originals as Orange is the New Black on Netflix and Betas on Amazon. Betas, I did see, uh, that's actually a really good show. Um, and Amazon Prime's got some stuff out. They just did this thing recently where they had a bunch of beta shows or pilots, and they yep. were having people pick which ones that they wanted Amazon to go ahead and fund going forward. And there were several that were really good. And I'm like, man, please, I watched several. I'm like, please make sure you do this. So I would love to see that kind of stuff come to Xbox, and it looks like they're working on it. So hopefully, you know, Phil Spencer said it's going to be games, games, games at E3, but I do hope that they do somehow give us something, whether it's in that main show or later that week in E3, we hear about when some of the stuff's coming out, like the Halo TV series and stuff. So we'll keep you guys updated as we hear more. All right. That's it for me. Uh, guess I'm up next. Uh, we got <clears throat> a new free-to-play game called Air Mech Arena coming to Xbox 360. It's a port of a PC MOBA game 
that is being published by Ubisoft. Um, Air Mac Arena will be released as a free-to-play downloadable game on Xbox Live. The existence of a new version of Air Mac comes as no surprise following a leak earlier this year in the form of an Australian classification board listing for Arena, which showed Ubisoft as its publisher. Airmate grants players the ability to build units in addition to controlling huge transforming robots that can be used to defend their own base or attack the enemies. As is the case with the PC version, which was announced in 2011 and entered open beta in 2012, Arena can be played solo, cooperatively, competitively, with multiplayer matches pitting two teams of either two or three players against one another. While strategy-style games have struggled to establish much of a foothold on consoles due to, in part, a lack of keyboard and mouse controls, the PC version of AirMac already supports use of the 360 controller. In other words, the game won't need to be radically altered to work on a console. Ubisoft says Arena will receive regular updates following its launch on 360 with new content including additional AirMacs, units, maps, and events. So, okay, I see the video going here on the Twitch feed. I see there's a little bit of a delay from what I've noticed, but I, I'm not familiar with this game at all. Uh, either one of y'all know anything about this? No. This is new to me. <clears throat> Nothing at all, man. I, I don't have a PC or anything normally, so I don't play much on PC or anything. It, it, it's weird, even looking at the video, it's like you got these little, like, choppers flying around and, like, quickly or it's just like I don't know the speed doesn't even seem right but uh I guess it's and then they were like converting into mechs yeah it's I don't know it looks a little quirky it might be kind of fun um what is that one game we got for free not long ago that it was like a tower defense game that oh uh, it turned out it was like oh my gosh I was hooked on it yeah I can't remember off the top of my head what the name of that one was this, this could be fun. It's free to play, so and it's nice. It's you know more stuff coming to the 360, so they're, they're not abandoning that platform, which is good to hear. That is true. All right. Alrighty, I guess I'm up next here. So, Xbox One system update available for preview. New features. So uh, I guess Microsoft's rolling another update for the people that are in the beta. And uh, recently I got an invite to that, but it says that my console is registered, but I don't know how to get the beta, so I don't even know if it's working. Um, yeah. But anyway, this uh, this update adds uh, Blu-ray player supports, and um, it also updates the controller and the adapter. It will reduce audio static and improve wireless connectivity. And silent reboot after the system updates, and the system update on demand is now available. So after this update, your console's—if your console is in instant-on mode—the update will happen automatically and return to standby upon completion. This means you will need to power on your console after an update moving forward if you want to take future updates when available, without waiting for your console to do it on its own. So I don't know. What do you guys think about all these updates that are coming to the Xbox One? I know I got another one today. <laughs> Did you? I was I was playing like with we were playing uh, Killer Instinct. We quit that and went to play Tomb Raider with Jason. And then all of a sudden, bloop! 
it just came up. I got a black screen that says, hey, you need to update. And I had to do a whole system update. Um, but, uh, you know, they're making improvements. I'm, I'm glad to see that they're coming out frequently. I mean, the 360, we were getting one, what, every twice a year, and that was it. So this system does need updates, and I'm glad they're doing them frequently. And I think it's a good thing. They're, they're getting the things fixed and changed as the way the gamers want them. So uh, that's all good. Uh, yeah. Also, if you got registered, then what you're going to look for, if you go into your games and apps section, go into the apps, you'll see a, um, it's like a Xbox preview application. It should be ready there to download, or it may have already downloaded for you. And um, that's what you want to look for. Launch that application, and that'll allow you to get the beta onto your console. See, I did that. I went on to that that uh, that beta app because as soon as I put the code in, it downloaded it, and it said your console will be registered within 24 to 48 hours. So I checked it the next day, and it said your console is not registered, but I haven't received any any update at all. It 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 should. Whenever they start rolling out stuff, I'm not sure. They I know they do stuff in waves. So being uh, that I got one today, maybe you'll see an update in the next day or two. Oh, okay. That's how they do it. I was wondering how that works. Because, yeah, even though I invited people and I was able to do invites, it, it even said when I was done inviting people, it said, you know, thanks for inviting your friends. Not everybody will get in, but hopefully you'll see your friends there soon type of thing. And it's, so it's all still, I'm just basically submitting names to them and for them to consider for their next rollout. Speaking yeah. of that, uh, I saw in my message from Thursday, I got one. Did you put me on that list or something? Is that why I got a message yeah. from them? Okay. Yeah, I threw a few people in there. You know, if you don't want it, you know, you don't have to accept it. Yeah, I actually um, need, a, I need to redeem it and download it then because it so, gave me a code to put in. So, but, uh, yeah. So, it, it's getting better. It'll be nice when it does update on its own in the middle of the night so I never have to see that in the yeah, middle of my gameplay. Neat. Because it stopped me for about, I don't know, about 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, that I seems about right. Before I got back at the party. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I wonder what happened to you. You just like, disappeared, then I see the message, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why didn't he get an update in the middle of the game or whatever? Yeah. Thankfully, it was after we were done playing, so. Yeah. I was I wonder what happened to you. <laughs> All right. Cool. So, moving on to the next one. We've got uh, a new game. Uh, Warface is coming out for Xbox 360 later this month. So again, another game for the 360. So on April 22nd, you can demand your Xbox 360 to give you the best wide-eyed high decibel cry of Warface. Whatever that means. Um, this is the first game from Crytek Kiev, and it first arrived on Windows PCs last year. This month's transfer to the 360 is signaling its debut in the home console. Warface uses the CryEngine 3 as uh, Crisis 3 and Rise did, and it offers online military melee in co-op and player versus player flavors. Um, but just remember, while the game is free to play, you do need Xbox Live Gold account to access it. <clears throat> Have any of you guys played this on the PC or maybe done, I think there was a beta for this on the 360 a while back. Have either uh, of you guys tried it? No, I haven't. Nope. I, I've heard nothing but bad things about this game, which surprises me considering 
you know that it is Ubisoft, and it's or I'm, I'm sorry, it's Crytek. Yeah. Um, that kind of surprised me, but you know, I don't know what to make of it. So I guess, uh, be, luckily you're on 360, you can get a demo of it, <laughs> and it's free to play. <laughs> but uh, was that was that video that you just showed? Was that gameplay of that game? Uh, supposedly, yeah. Yeah, it looks uh, awesome, man. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. It looks yeah, fun. I, it looks I, like Titanfall and Call of Duty mixed together. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it'd be worth trying out. Um, I can't remember. Someone was telling me, and I don't remember who it was. I think it was on our community. Someone made a comment about it being just a horrible game. Um, I just so so far I haven't heard anything good. But again, it's not out yet for everybody to try. Um, I mean, it looks decent. But yeah, I guess we'll see how bad. it plays. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That looks like Battlefield. He just, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. got the paddles out. Clear! <laughs> yeah, it looks fun, but uh, that's weird how people... Maybe it's the lag or something. You know, servers are not very well right now. Who it knows? doesn't look as good. Oh, yeah, there's Max. I see why you say Titanfall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't look as good to me as, like, Battlefield does or even Call of Duty, but it still looks good. You know, and and it's a free game. Now my question on it is, a free game to me says free to play, pay to win. So you're probably going to have to play or pay to get, you know, upgrades for your guns and stuff like that. You know, most likely or different characters and stuff. I, I don't have any details on that yet, but I can only imagine that's, you know, they're not going to put it out there for free. Nothing's completely free. Yeah. So. There's, there's got to be some microtransactions in this game, is what I would expect. So, and that might be what makes people upset. <laughs> Always. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So, is that you talking about me, talking to me now? Okay. Yeah, that'd be you. All right. Come on, man! It's your return. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> All right, we got study reveals real reason behind gaming aggression. Oh, that go figure. You gonna give this to me because uh, I'm known to lose my cool sometimes when we're in a party. Thanks. All right, you we haven't got... played Titanfall with Mark, man. <laughs> I think I'm like I played with him Titanfall. once or twice. I think actually. Oh man, this guy when he's on Titanfall and you're in the party with him, oh, you're gonna hear everything. Well, I'm known to. I'm known to say some stuff not being on Titanfall, so enough said there. <laughs> All right. All right. It's actually not just Titanfall. It's Battlefield, Call of Duty. Yep. <laughs> any any game that I play online play. where I could get killed. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You get mad at Miss Pac-Man Peggle also? Two. Really? <laughs> Pac-Man? Oh. All right. All right. <clears throat> A new study has revealed that gamers are more likely to experience feelings of aggression from playing a game when it is too difficult or when the controls are too complicated to master. Well, I'm not guilty of that. Like oh. Killer Instinct? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'm doing ultras and stuff, and Wink can barely get a three, or he got a five-hit combo for his max today. Yeah, hey, I was excited about that five-hit combo. <laughs> I'm getting 30, 40-hit combos on him. He's just like, okay. Uh <clears throat> In comparison, the research found there was little difference in levels of aggression when the games themselves dispictate violence. Good lord, man. 
overwhelming. The deciding factor was how the volunteers were able to master the electronic game after 20 minutes of play. The study was conducted by research teams from University of Oxford in the UK and the University of Rochester in the US with findings published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. The experiment is believed to be the first study of its kind and consisted of six controlled lab tests involving university students. The candidates played a simple puzzle game the researchers were able to, to manipulate, increasing its difficulty or making the control scheme less intuitive or responsive. Uh, <clears throat> to date, researchers have tended to explore passive aspects of gaming such as whether looking at violent material and electronic gaming dissenities or aggravates players, says Dr. Andrew, I'm not going to even pronounce his last name, <laughs> co-author of the study from the Oxford Internet Institute, we focused on the motives of people who play electronic games and found players have a psychology need to come out on top when playing. If player feels thwarted by the controls or the design yep. of the game, yep. They uh, wind up feeling aggressive. <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm guilty of that too, so I'm not going to even just get into it. They're speaking I to know. me. <laughs> yeah, it's speaking to me too. I'm having to hold my tongue for. <laughs> this need to master the game was far more significant than whether the game contained violent material. Players on games without any violent content were still feeling pretty aggressive if they didn't have haven't been able to master the controls or progress through the levels at the end of the session. Max? And it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot, I breezed through that. That was an easy 1K to me. For you. Because <laughs> <anyway, laughs> I'm good at puzzle and platformers. But <laughs> it's not a violent uh, game, but I was doing a little raging on that one, too. Yeah, this yeah you are. I, I remember you were, you, did, you got stuck one part, and I was just like, man, you just do this, this, this. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> In addition to the lab tests, researchers conducted a survey over 300 players focusing the three games they had played most in the last month. Players were asked which they had enjoyed the most and why. Again, the research demonstrated that some players experienced aggression when they didn't feel good at the game. Furthermore, these feelings had even spoiled their level of enjoyment. This study, <clears throat> excuse me, this study is not saying the violent content doesn't affect gamers, says co-author Richard Ryan from the University of Rochester, but our research suggests that people are drawn to playing violent games in order to feel aggressive. Rather, the aggression stems, stems from the from feeling not in control or incompetent while playing. If the structure of a game or the design of the control is thwarts enjoyment, it is this, not the violent content, that seems to drive feelings of aggression. So, yeah, I'm not going to comment on this much further because I'm I've got a pretty bad aggression at times. That's all I'm going to say. I'll admit it. I'll be. I'll admit it. I never get upset. My <laughs> <laughs> lowest player I've ever played with, man. Yeah. Always calm and collected, you know. It it's funny how times like where I get on my little raging moments, people will be like, "Whoa, did he just say that?" <laughs> That's me because normally when me and you play a lot. I'm the one who's cur cursing and getting very mad and stuff. And whenever you do, you get frustrated. It shocks me because it, it seems like so far between. Whenever in a party, I hear you get uh, you know aggravated, 
And I'm just like, wow, this <laughs> it always shocks me every time. <laughs> just play Titanfall with him one night. You'll see. It, okay. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, that Call of Duty or Battlefield, it, I think any of those shooter games, multiplayer, I get frustrated. I really like the co-op stuff where we're taking on like the AI and stuff. I just, you know, well, I feel like I have a better shot, and it's not. I don't feel like you're you just have no options, you know. And I, I, I can't master this stuff again. It's kind of like I kind of like that article because, you know, I feel like. I can't, especially like in the Killer Instinct. There's, I just cannot. I whether my age or I'm sure it's mostly my age now. I can't do those fast button presses or get the stuff to go the right way, and then it frustrates me when I can't do it. You know, I'm I'm like just like point at someone and just hold the trigger. <laughs> you know, and I'm always that's what I think. Look, I'm I unloaded a clip directly into their face. Well, no, I hit them with the first shot, and then my gun went like this. So I'm spending most of the time trying to get back on them. And probably only one or two shots, and then they look at me and they go bam with a pistol to my forehead, and then I'm like, how come I dump a whole load on them and they get me with one yet? Well, it's because I was spraying and praying and didn't hit didn't hit enough, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of technique to it, and that's so it's more of I don't have it mastered. I would agree with that article. So, because I got right. frustrated on something the other day. My wife was hearing me, and then I came down, and I'm like, yeah, you'd be surprised, though. It, was, it wasn't it was a shooter game. It was something else I was playing, <laughs> and it was like, you know, like Peggle or something or, you know, just something stupid. But anyways, good article. It happens. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, we're going to talk about something else here. Let's talk about Watch Dogs. So Watch Dogs... Season Pass has been listed on GameStop's website for $20. According to the description, the Season Pass will save people 30% from buying each of the items a la carte. The Season Pass includes a unique single-player campaign with the new playable character, along with more missions and weapons. That's, that's pretty cool. A whole different campaign. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I may, I may plunk down the money for it whenever I go to pick it up. How would you say twenty or thirty dollars? Twenty. Yeah, that's a good price. Yeah, that is. I, I wonder. I wonder if it's going to be like those Dead Rising three campaigns, though. They're very short, you know. Yeah, you know, that's true. But I still really liked, for the most part. It's tough. People always ask me what I thought of that Dead Rising 3 DLC. It's really hard for me to comment on that because I loved the game so much that any new content was worth it. But I also felt that this was more of outside of the additional guns in the in the extra vehicle that you can take into the main game. It's just a more, it's like a fetch quest. It's just like, oh, here, run over here, then run over there, then run over here, then run over here. That's all you're doing is going back and forth, which is much like the original game. Um, so it felt kind of like lackluster, but like one of them, I think it was the third one that was the best, where you're like the biker. That was like the best one because of the way it fit into the story. It like blew yeah. my mind. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. But, you know... Some of them, a couple were fit in pretty well, and then the other two I thought were kind of like, eh, they, they just it's just tacked on stuff. But again, it was only twenty dollars, and it did extend my game time with it for a game that I love to play. So I think twenty bucks is pretty good. 
you know. And I think this fits right in. I think they're kind of doing the same type of thing. Um, It'd be neat if it if it's one character that goes across multiple DLCs. That's going to be probably better. Yeah, I think that's one thing I wish was that you could the characters in the DLC would have been nice if I could have taken the character back into like I could have played as that biker dude in the campaign if I wanted, but you can't. You can only play that character in that little DLC section, and that's it. Um, so I'd like to see more options like in Watch Dogs even uh, you know we got Aiden was it Aiden Pierce or something like that as this guy's main character yeah I kind of wish that you could pick the character that you want to play as so uh, you know kind of like what they did with Mass Effect even though I stayed with the the traditional Captain Shepard um, because that's what I started with and there was no option and then later they're like oh you can create your own you can be a female shepherd if you want. Well, I didn't want to change anything because this is my guy. I'm, I'm really much attached to my character at that point. But I really like these games that lets you pick your character and let you do what you want. Uh, that's something I'd like to see more of in next gen. Not just say, here's this guy. You know, make, you can still make the story, but let you be, you know, may alter the main character. You can still keep the same name, you know, like Shepard. You can still be Commander Shepard. It doesn't say it's a male <laughs> or female. You know. Yeah. But I think this would be good for a DLC. I'm I'm rambling and getting way off track. <laughs> uh, it looks interesting. I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs. It looks like a fun game, and it's actually coming out in a good time, right? Next month, isn't it? May 27th, you know, right before yep. E3 and right before any big announcements. So it's a good time. Yeah, probably... I'm really on the fence about this game, but I'll probably end up buying it simply because what else is there? You know, exactly. I, I want something new to play. <laughs> I just hope it's not a GTA clone. Um, some open world games I've really enjoyed. GTA 5, I just, I don't know, I think it was all the, the language and just, I, I think that I couldn't really get into it that much. And I've struggled with the GTA series, I think with the controls and stuff. But um, I do have hopes that this will be a fun game that I'll enjoy. But I don't know, what do you guys think about, my big concern with Watch Dogs is that I'm concerned that you can have other people jumping into your campaign and causing problems. I don't like that. I want a campaign, or at least where I can say I want to be private. I don't want other people jumping in to grief my campaign. Well, from what I understand, it says that when another player comes into your story or your campaign, that, that you cannot tell who they are. And I'm wondering if they could tell who you are. Is that how it works? They could see you, but you can't see them? I don't know. Uh, I, I would thought they said that it would no, be like no one knows who it is. I thought they said uh, you will have the option to be able to turn it off. Also, I think thought they said also. I so, hope yeah. so because I yeah. think like even the multiplayer online, that uh, GTA Online, I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. But I hated the part where the people could just random other people could run up and just kill you. And it's like, I want to go, what I liked about it is you could get with your group of friends and go out and, like, rob a store or do something. Not to take on other groups of people, you know, more of the co-op AI type of stuff, you know, where it's the co-op players against the AI. That's what I really enjoy, you know. 
taking on other people in a competitive or you're just trying to go into the clothing store or you're just trying to meet your crew up over here for something and someone just runs you over and, and then they just keep killing you and, and it's like you're, they're griefing, you know, they're just ruining your game. That's what I don't like and that's my biggest concern about Watch Dogs is it sounds like it's pretty much open and pe anybody can be in your game and do things kind of create more hassles for you and it's like I don't want that it's multiplayer man every game needs it nowadays they're just figuring out different ways to implement it it's like that need for speed game you have that uh what's that app called there's an app for your phone and you can use that app to get into people's games and you can you know put up roadblocks to stop them or take away their nitrous take away their their gadgets and that yeah. they used to get me mad when I would be playing and all of a sudden, I was chasing somebody down, and then I would lose all my equipment. Like, it would say, oh, your equipment is now gone. You can't use your turbo. You can't use anything. That used to really get me mad, and I hated that. Yeah, I just, I think they're, they're getting away. It seems like, you know, we've had the single-player, multiplayer, and we're getting away from those two being separate. They're trying to combine everything into one, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, I think for certain things it works, but... There, like for stuff like where there's a campaign or a story I don't want people to be able to jump in and ruin that experience let me experience the game if, if you know when I jump into a multiplayer then I'm expecting that but don't ruin my game so it's called Overwatch <laughs> yeah I just saw that right now in the chat yeah it's uh yeah I hated that app it was really annoying you know playing that game and all of a sudden your stuff starts getting deleted or you know it was bad it was really bad all right well we I, again i've dragged us way off topic <laughs> so, that's fine all right but uh so we're gonna move on was there anything else on the watchdog season pass guys no that's it it's twenty dollars look for it online or your GameStop or when it comes out all right so i mentioned earlier forza five has a new Long Beach track, and this is free DLC. It's already added into the game. So uh, this this came out on April 10th. The famed Long Beach circuit uh, was added to the Forza Motorsport 5 game. And uh, this this game this track was tough, man. Um, it's a full 11 turn, just under two mile course, um, and it's a uh, home to the. I guess it was recently the 40th running of the Toyota Grand Prix at Long Beach. Um, so there's a slightly shorter track as well. It's the East Loop and the Half Mile West Loop, uh, both which are perfect for drifting or pushing your technical driving skills to the limit. So if you haven't loaded it up, this new track is available for you guys. Uh, check it out. It is fun. Uh, the interesting thing was that there was also Road America was added not long ago, and I haven't played either track. I turned the game on this week, and I'm like, I wanted to play him, and I'm like, well, how do I get to him? I'm like, well, I mean, I just, you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to do it on the multiplayer. I just, I'm like, well, let me just play some campaign, forget it. Well, it actually, in in the series I was in, I was already in, it actually, I got to race on both those new tracks. So it actually, like, replaced probably what it was originally going to put me on with these new ones. I'm like, hey, that's cool, you know? Um... So I, you know, you can play them, and it will bring them up in the campaign. So, check them out. Nice. Cool. All right. Yeah. Jason, uh, you got the best story of the night. 
Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. We got a new game coming out for uh, current, or I'm sorry, last gen now, because that current gen is now Xbox One PS4. It's called Borderlands the Pre-Sequel. Come on, Mark. Show your excitement. I know you're... Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah! All right. I just gotta say, uh, I I know you. I know you're a diehard Borderlands fan. Don't get. I love the game too, but I know you are dying to play this, Mark. Yep, I'll be all over it. All right, let's see. Borderlands is the wonderful business of providing goods and guns to institutional. Okay, looters. Dubbed the best-selling game in 2K's history, Borderlands Two refines a gaming bear trap of Diablo-esque questing and shooting, sending up to four friends across the craggy planet of Pandora in search of wep- treasure, weapons, and mightier bosses to topple. It's the perfect platform for more, 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 and Gearbox Software has delivered big and small expansions breathlessly. Some level of awareness has always pervaded Borderlands sense of humor, but the title of the newest game developed and collaboration between 2K Australia and Gearbox is the strongest instance of it yet. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, exclamation and all, is a laughing deflection of whatever criticisms you might have in the quiver. It's not quite as big as Borderlands 2. It's not rethinking the franchise. It's the same engine on the on the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. It's filling in the backstory between between the games, but you know, it's not like Randy Pitcher's been calling it Borderlands 3. Uh, let's see. I get the sense that fans are still getting more than the game's preempted modest implies that even a basic plan of more Borderlands grew into something slightly more ambitious. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, takes players on the low-gravity environment of the moon and then Hyperion space base what that's watched over them on Pandora. It finally lets them see them things, see things, and shoot things as a sort from eccentric robot claptrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Playable claptrap. Yep, claptrap is part of the team working for Handsome Jack, the man who eventually become the villainous CEO of the Hyperion Corporation. He's joined by Athena, an assassin and former member of the Crimson Lance, introduced in Borderlands One, and Willem, Wilhelmer one of the first bosses in Borderlands 2. In this game, he is he hasn't yet become a robot monstrosity. Monstrosity? I'm having, I'm having one of them it's nights. It's late where you are. I yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, though you'll spin, speed him on his way as you add cybernetic attachments for upgrades through the game, throughout the game, Finally, you'll play as Nisha, who appeared as the sheriff of Lynchwood in Borderlands 2. Uh, let's see. Uh, back to Athena, the subject of 2K's first demonstration, Borderlands prequel. Her gladiator class positions her as the team's tank and its time bomb with a shield that can absorb damage and return it when tossed, Captain America style. The shield can absorb elemental damage from enemies like a sponge and then return the same effect once it's saturated. It's a rate of recharge and attack and can also be influenced if you taught the moon's various bandits, robots, and gangly creatures of Athena, drawing their attacks to her and counting counting on the health regeneration abilities of her skill. Uh, Let's see how long this is. Still a little bit of go here. 
each playable character, Athena, Wilhelm, and Nisha will have the expected level of growth and customization, but a couple of game-wide additions change the combat in Borderlands the pre-sequel. There are new types of energy to harness in the game's bajillion guns, which are now capable of firing different laser bolts and cutting beans. There's an important substance necessary for survival on the moon's surface, oxygen. Uh, yes, now you expand a store of oxygen as you wander areas devoid of atmosphere. It works out to be one point of oxygen, one point of oxygen spent per second, while with replenishing Oz kits and visible bubbles, atmosphere offering relief between long stretches of lunar gallivanting. It's like the common deep reeds and blues of Pandora's moon are offset by the stress of intimate as Spixton, I don't know. Through the new resource isn't just used to threaten you. Your oxygen reserve also powers your double jump, jetpack, and a thudding butt stomp that rains cheeky hell on enemies. If anything, at least Borderlands the pre-sequel can, can claim to innovate in the first person stomping space. <laughs> you take big big slow strides out on the moon's surface which introduces physical grace and blue Danube comedy to shootouts not to mention the many minion deaths that follow Aussie ascent midgets hurdle spin into space when a fatal blow hits they panic when you destroy their helmets with a headshot oxygen influences them and it's important to position yourself within atmospheric enclosures if you rely on elemental weapons that need air to function. There are interesting new decisions for an old hand in Borderlands. Wrinkles like zero gravity combat and oxygen management are minor in the grand scheme of things. The grand screen scheme of things being another co-op adventure in the Borderlands universe, but it's hard to rail against the game when it does that when it just says on the tin. Terrible title in Stride Borderlands, the pre-sequel seems designed for an audience that can sense the arrival of new shoot and loot content before sites like Joystick that told them whether it's any good or not. And while I haven't laid my hands on any of it for a significant amount of time, the fall seems like a safe bet that all parties involved. If you want more Borderlands, this is more Borderlands. Whew, done. <laughs> There's a lot of information if you guys yeah. are checking out the video. I mean, all the things that Jason was talking about. You know, it, it is cool that we're in a zero G gravity, and you can see them like how they're moving and in the video, and they're kind of doing these long jumps, but they're like they're kind of a gradual. And then at one of them is she's coming back down. You can see she's not going to make it. She's got like a booster pack or something. And it just pushes her a little bit more forward. Um, you can jump and slam down on them. Yeah, there's things like O2. Uh, you got to have gravity, which or the oxygen, which reminds me of like Dead Space. You know, they're taking kind of a, you know, you got to have the oxygen tank and enough air to be out in the no oxygen environment. So it's it's cool. Four new characters, one being Claptrap, which is pretty cool. I think it'll be fun to play as him, just to you know. Um, but I'm excited about this. This will definitely my 360 will be spending a lot of time turned on when this comes out. Now, that brings me to the next question. Notice I said my 360. So, Jesus, why are we not going to see this on the Xbox One? Because it's a bad game. 
No. Oh. Oh, oh, oh no, you did not go oh, there. Yeah, I think everybody just turned off their Twitch right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Look at that number drop to zero on that Twitch. <laughs> 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 no, it's... uh. Those things... So, uh, uh, TXL reminds those that the comments made by replacements do not reflect the, the opinions of TXL. <laughs> no, uh, why it's not on the current generation consoles? It says because the development costs for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One combined with the install base of 360 and PlayStation 3 is the main determining factor for keeping Borderlands on the previous generation of consoles. And uh, some... Uh, Gearbox software president Randy Pitchford said, it is not free to build for next gen. When you're deciding when you're going to spend your, your resources, I think we're going to spend all the attention we can on the game itself. And if you try to imagine the set of, of Borderlands that have already upgraded to the Xbox One and PlayStation 4, that's not 100%. So basically he's saying that the install base on the new generation of consoles isn't big enough for them to put money into next generation. And I think that sucks. I don't agree with that. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, they're getting other games that are both coming on both current and yeah. last gen, and it's no excuse in my opinion. You know. Well, what do you guys think that maybe they're doing this just to keep the the the, the franchise moving forward? Maybe Borderlands Three, you know, the third one will actually be on a next gen or the current gen yeah. now, Xbox One. I can see them doing that. That way, they're gonna, you know, they don't have to rebuild anything. It's just new story and new levels. They don't have to rebuild an engine or anything. Um, but they'll. Pro I still think they're gonna move forward. I mean, the game's a success. I think we'll see the next, not this game, but the next one will probably be on Xbox One. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We'll see the next one on Xbox One. What What my question is to you guys is, what do you? What is the appeal of this game to you guys? I mean, what's so fun about it? I tried playing it. More than once, and it, I couldn't get into it. Oh, I I love it. I remember, <laughs> I remember when Borderlands first came out. I got it, and not really knowing what to expect. And um, yeah, I called in sick the next couple days. <laughs> 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 I've never done that in my life, and I could not stop playing it. I just found it to be a really nice mix of shooting with. Uh, you know, it's like an R, I guess like kind of like an RPG shooter, but it's not like that heavy RPG. It's it's kind of like a more of like a light style with that, and um, I just and the humor in the game I think is fantastic. And I don't know, man, I just it really hooked me, and I have loved every single DLC pack. I've I fully 100% both games. Um, I did not go back and do... I haven't played any of the last stuff they released for Borderlands 2, but they didn't have any achievements tied to them. Um, but I did want to go back someday and play those. They're like some four little quick missions, I think, that they added in um, that I haven't played. But I just love the game. I just think it's so much fun, and it's great when you're with a group of friends and you're just taking on some of these monsters, especially like the big bosses like Terramorphous and stuff was just, oh my goodness, some of those battles were just crazy. And, you know, until you got the proper loot where you could take him out by yourself in about 15 seconds, which I was able to do. But uh, it, it's just fun, man. Lots of different guns, lots of different things. 
cool characters, <laughs> cool monsters, cool atmosphere, great storyline. Uh, what about you, Jason? Uh, yeah, I played, uh, enjoyed it. My brother and I played through, you know, both of them together and all that. It's great fun. It's just, it's just a fun co-op game. I mean, it's all it is. It's go around shooting enemies, looting stuff. It's like it's it's like San Diablo esque style, you know, looting yeah. and questing and stuff. It's just a fun little game. I yeah, I still remember from when they first showed the game back. I think the game of former years ago when they were doing the all realistic look before they switched to the cartoon, the cell shaded. So I wonder if they could switch that back. What with a uh, with three, if they go next gen, they're gonna go back to the realistic look. But I hope they wouldn't do that. I don't think they would. Borderlands yeah. is, you know, they've they've had a huge success with the uh, cell shaded look. I think they'll stick with that. Um, yeah. It'll just be able, on the new hardware, I mean, you can have a lot more enemies on the screen. You can maybe get more co-op players involved. Um, you can get different techni uh, elemental effects and stuff going on. It'll just look really good. It'll run really great. So, I, I, I hope they do switch the graphics. That's one of the things that threw me off about that game. Oh, see, I really think it's cool. I, I really like the, that look. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know why. I mean... It was the same kind of style of graphics as in The Walking Dead, right? They use the same style, sort of. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's I the cell shaded. I think it's different, but because like the Just Walking it. Dead's more comic book look, where I don't, I don't, I think, I don't think they were going for that comic book style with Borderlands originally. Um, but it it definitely has that shell, and I don't even think they call it cell shading. I I think they. It resembles that, and I think it's what everybody calls it, but I don't think that's actually what it is. If I recall, they were said when that first came out that it was some different technique they use, but probably that's what it resembles. You just need to get Jesus. We need to hook up and get a, you get a crew run together, and you'll see how much fun it is if you're running with people. So Maybe it can be a bit of a challenge if you're by <laughs> yourself, <laughs> especially when you first started out Borderlands. I remember it was like the. Oh, what is his name? I can see the guy. Um, but there's this very early in the game, you go after this one like mini boss guy, and he was tough. And uh, that's and I was just like, I can't get past this. I kept dying, kept dying, and then finally someone's like, here, I'll just jump in and help you out. And it took both of us to get past it. And then I was like, oh, that was sweet. And then you can carry, you can have four people or three other people with you. So you got four of you running around just tearing it up in the game, and it just the monsters get harder, you know, the the bosses get harder with more people, but you run with different classes, and you can take advantage of people with the different classes. Um, like I'll throw out a shield that heals people. You know, that, you know, if someone's like playing the siren, they can they can lift up or freeze an enemy uh, in place. Everybody else can shoot at them. Uh, there's, you know, you take a take advantage of the different classes, and it really helps mix up the gameplay and adds to it. So, all right. Well, we probably need to move on. I gotta. I'm being watching the clock here, so I want to make sure we can get through everything. Um, <laughs> Titanfall came out on uh, Xbox 360, and um, it was the who was this Digital Foundry um, has found that the Xbox 360 version is maintaining an unlocked frame rate of 46.5 frames per second. Um, they also said that the 360 version of Titanfall runs at 1040 by 600 native resolution compared to the 1408 by 792 resolution on the Xbox One. 
The 360 version boasts an unlocked frame rate of up to 60 frames per second, along with an option to lock it at 30 frames uh, to eliminate screen tearing and input lag. But they're saying uh, when they're tests, they, they were uh, averaging 46.5 frames per second. So um, I've seen some comparisons. And uh, in all honesty, you know, when you see them side by side, and you can see it now on the screen, as you take a look at the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One version, there's definitely a difference there. But if I didn't have an Xbox One, it, it, I don't think that those differences are going to make that game any less enjoyable. Um, it sounds like that they did a really good job um, with this game. It plays really well. People on 360 are you know, having just as much fun as us on Xbox One and PC are. Um, and really, the graphics aren't, you know, horrible. You know, it still looks good. Uh, so I think they did a great job, and um, I'm glad that the 360's finally been able to play this. So, so you're, you would say that this game is not an Xbox One? People shouldn't jump on Xbox One for just for this game? Um... Because, I mean, a few, like a month ago, everybody was saying, oh, you know, you must get an Xbox One to play Titanfall. That's console seller, but do you change your mind now? No, I, what, I, what I mean by it is that if someone can't afford to get an Xbox One right now, you know, then the 360 version is, is good. I think from everything I've read and seen on this, they, they've got the same game. It's just not going to look as good. Um, and when it really comes down to it, I'm one of these people that, you know, oh, it's not 1080p. Who cares? The game looks good and it's fun. I mean, all I care about is it fun to play. Does it work? That was my big concern is can the 360 version hold up and play as well? Um, and as long as it does, you know, it, you know, the visually, you're going to get a visual enhancement to move up to the Xbox One. But if that's not a, uh, an option for you at the moment, by all means, get the game on the 360 and play it and have it and love what we've all fallen in love with you know the beauty of Titanfall I, I don't if they hadn't released it on 360 yes you need to get an Xbox One to play Titanfall you know yeah. uh, or PC I guess but no, I, to me this is a system seller I, I kind of don't know why they released it on the 360 uh, and I, I when think that start was just because EA dictated it well, yeah. I thought they said that they were, they were the 360 version was they originally started on, and then I guess Microsoft stepped in to do the Xbox One port priority. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. I think we talked about it a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it's it looks like it turned out well, and uh, hey, the game's awesome. I think everybody <laughs> should be an Xbox One and get this game. You know, don't get me yeah. wrong. But I'm just glad that the 360 version seems to have held up. We all knew it wasn't going to look as good, but as long as it plays just as good, then you know that's great. Yep. Oh, all right. Well, I guess up next is uh, Marvel superheroes to join Disney Infinity and beyond. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I just couldn't help. It. <laughs> uh, that's a good movie. The first Toy Story. I, I like that one. Anyway, um, after years of superhero films from Marvel Studios igniting the box office, it was inevitable that Disney would add Marvel characters to open-world licensed mashup Disney Infinity. <clears throat> Excuse me. The game, which drops players into sandbox-style environment populated with famous faces throughout Disney's vast catalog of lucrative 
characters has been a long s suspected destination for Marvel heroes. In February, we reported layoffs at Disney, Disney Infinity developer Disney Interactive, which at the time the Wall Street Journal claimed that, that Marvel characters would join Disney Infinity in a new version of the game. Presumably, that explains the 2.0 Destin designation at the end of the trailer, though so far we found no further information of what might be included in the new incarnation of Disney Infinity. There's no word on when Marvel heroes might join Disney Infinity, nor word on which heroes will make the cut. Given the title of the video, Get Ready to Assemble, we think the Avengers would be a safe bet. Otherwise, we're in the dark. When contacted, Disney nor Marvel would comment further. Either one of y'all play the Disney Infinity? I don't have no desire to play any of that or Skylanders or anything. I already get enough crap from my friends everything because I don't play Pokemon. I get anything else Nintendo, but I, I don't know, the Disney Infinity and all that stuff, it just don't, it don't appeal to me. No, it's, um, I, I think my kids would love it, but it's one of those things where um, I can't afford it. I just can't keep up with it. You know, it's just too much, there's too much cost to it. I found that out with Skylanders. It's, just way too much money. Yeah. So, all right. It looks like our next story looks like the link got messed up. Um, uh -oh. So I'll just cover this real quick because I know what this one was. But the uh, rock band, uh, Alex Rogopoulos said um, at PAX this week that the rock band and Dance Central franchises are not dead and that they're going to come back in a big way on the Xbox One. Um, and Well, you know, on next gen, or current, next gen. <laughs> it doesn't seem right to call them next gen. They're current now. But uh, they're going to see uh, on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, the, they're going to see the Rock Band franchise and the Dance Central franchises come back in a big way. Um, so it's sometime in their lifetime. So we don't know if that means in the next year or two or five years down the road, but I was excited because I love Rock Band. Uh, my wife loves playing it. I know several people that really still like it. Um, and I would be very happy to buy new instrument, new guitars, and sign up again to do another world tour with Rock Band. So that is awesome news. So I will definitely keep you apprised of any news on the Rock Band front. Trust me. Um, so our next story, and this one's weird. Um, I don't know what to make of this, so watch the trailer, fellas, and let me know. Now, press play. This is the group that made Max the Curse of Brotherhood, which I absolutely loved it. They got a new game coming out. Uh, it's a puzzle platformer called Project Totem. And you can see it in the video. This is... It's, um... It's a platformer that tasks you with controlling two characters instead of one. Not quite like last year's Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, where each character moved independently. You pair, your pair of protagonists are linked. One moves, the other moves in the same direction. One jumps, you get the idea. It's one of those games where the basic premise is hard to describe, but once you have the control in your hand, it's so obviously fun that you immediately get it, says Press Play Studio Director Rune Dittmer. I just... You know, I watched this video and I'm like, I don't know if this is anything that I'm too terribly excited to, to play. 
it's uh, it's odd. I just don't even know what to make of this. Um, I mean, it's a it it's definitely got that feel of Max Curse Brotherhood at the end there, where you had to you know control the part with him and his brother doing the little puzzle thing. That's all it is, but it's like classic kind of sixteen old school bit style game. I mean, it's something I could play because I like the puzzle platform games. Uh, I just I don't know. It's I'm not grooving the whole look of it myself either. I don't. What about you, Jesus? Any opinion on it, or do you care? Uh, it doesn't look interesting to me at all. It looks like something not even on my radar. Exactly. That's. It doesn't even look fun. I mean, I'm watching it right now. It looks pretty boring to me. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm like, this does not look interesting at all to me. It. And I'm. I'm kind of saddened because, I was really, you know, looking forward to this next game from these guys um, and it could be a lot of fun but it's just looking at this video I'm like mm, I have no interest it looks like an like an indie game you know something that somebody made in their basement or something <laughs> I bet you it'll be like 20 bucks too well I hope it's not more than that yeah so, alright anyways that's all I got uh, for that uh, I'm up next magic Magic the Gathering 2015 deals and Xbox One and out this summer. Uh, Magic 2015 duels of the Planeswalker bringing the collectible card game series to Xbox One for the first time, but it looks like the game isn't coming to PlayStation platforms in the near future. <clears throat> Wizards of the Coast announced Magic 2015 for Xbox One, 360, Steam, iPad, Android, and Kindle. With PS3 and PS4 conspicuously absent from the deck, Previous editions have traditionally come to PS3 at launch. As for the summer due date, that's not only specified for Xbox One, Wizards of the Coast notes its releases may vary from platform to platform. Uh, talking of decks, you'll be able to build customizable ones in 2015, and Wizards of the Coast promises more robust deck building features to boot. Meanwhile, the story pits players as the prey of Primal Hunter and generally dead dude Garrick Wildspeaker. Of course, we might be seeing Magic the Gathering on bigger screens in the future after 20th Century Fox purchased the screen rights earlier this year. We look forward to the inevitable game based on the collectible card game based on the movie on the collectible card game. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, it's like, it cracks me up how they... Like, they took Battleship, you know, what, two or three years ago, made a movie out of Battleship. And it's like, really? Yeah. This is, you know, they're making a Warcraft movie, and it's like, you know it's going to be based off of War of Warcraft somehow. I don't know. I don't get all this stuff where Hollywood thinks, you know, they're going to make a movie out of all these franchises that, or not even franchises, just games and stuff that really have no relevance to being a movie. That's my opinion. All righty. I don't know. Anyway. I guess, Jesus, no comment? No. I mean, the reason they do all these movies is because they see gaming industry blowing up with all this money, man. Every every video game company touting that they can make a billion dollars off of their game. Hollywood wants the same kind of money, you know? Yep. So about that mighty dollar. Yep. <laughs> all right, so uh, my next story here is Behemoth, the Behemoth, next game. Is an Xbox One exclusive. So Castle Crash's develop developer, the Behemoth, is working on an unnamed project for the Xbox One. 
The studio announced it at PAX East today. When was this article written? On April 11th. So it was like a few days ago. And uh, it says, No further details were revealed regarding the untitled game beyond the bizarre te teaser image seen above. The behemoth notes that the game for, that's in quotation, so maybe that's what they call it for now, will be playable this year and further information will be announced at San Diego Comic Con in July. So that's that's the that image is the one that says game four. Not this one, not the one you have up. Not the one <laughs> I showed, but you're, the the one that says game four. Is that? Yeah, it's that one. That's the image they showed. All right, let me let me throw this up because this, so we can show everybody. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense, dude. I'm, I'm almost wondering if funny it's the one you had up right now, man. You know what? I don't think I'm gonna put that up. That's almost kind of. That that maybe you can put that on your game on your show. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks a little weird. It's a little odd. I think we'll skip that. We'll stick with the the, the logo for the behemoth. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's odd. I wonder what kind of game it like. They didn't announce anything about it. It's just an image, and it looks really weird, man. It does. Sure. Uh, it doesn't interest me in the game. I'll say that much. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Not even remotely. <laughs> so, all right. Next up, Star Wars Pinball. You guys know how I love Pinball uh, yep. from Zen Studios, Pinball FX2. Uh, we got four new tables coming out on April 29th. Uh, I think we talked about these before, but they are including the uh, Heroes Within. Han Solo, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and Star Wars Pinball Masters of the Force. So these will be available for you on April 29th. So we'll remind you when that day gets here. That's it. Alrighty. Well, I got some exciting news for myself personally. We got a uh, Pack South is coming to San Antonio, Texas, January 23rd nice. through 25th, 2015. That's about three hours uh, west of where I'm at, so uh, I might be uh, trying to plan to go and take my vacation a couple weeks earlier than I normally do, and uh, I may have to be your reporter for it if I uh, decide to go and everything. Oh, absolutely. That'd be cool. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting. They announced it'll uh, take place January 2015. Uh, they said they've been hearing for years that those in the South had a tough time making it to the northern corners of the country, and Pack South has always been a matter of when rather than if. Uh, let's see, they've this is their fourth one because they got Pax East and was it Pax Prime and then Pax Australia, and so now they're going to fourth one Pax South here. Wow! So it's a it's a pretty cool. I mean, I I'm excited for it. Just you know, I definitely will try to see how much it's going to be and go if I can get in. On time, and yeah, you know, I'll make the drive over there, and hopefully, I'll be able to take my vacation around, so I can go on vacation. But uh, it'd be it'd be cool to go to something like that. I've always wanted to go to like Pax Prime. Was it is that Seattle, the main one there? Yeah, whether and I've always wanted to go something like that. But between get tickets, the crowd, and it's just I'm not gonna be able to do it. You know, the plane ticket. But now this is convenient. I can just spend a you know tank of gas and drive over to San Antonio. So it's uh, I definitely uh look look forward to it. Uh, Either one of y'all care to anything further on this? <laughs> Probably doesn't interest y'all. No, nope. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> yeah. 
Because it's not in your state, so you don't care, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Pax kinda. AZ, baby. That's what I want. <laughs> I want. I'm not too far from Pax Prime. I mean, you, know, you guys mentioned yeah. it's in Seattle. That's not too far from where I'm at. I'm in Oregon, so yeah. a few-hour drive you know, across state lines should get me there. Maybe I should yeah. check it out. I think it's, I think it's like two and a half, two hours, 45 minutes from where I live. I'm on the west side of Houston, Texas, so it's not that. It's just a straight shot down one of the main highways from where I'm at. Cool. Well, you so. have to let us keep us updated there, Jason. Yeah, definitely, man. I'll definitely let you know, Mark, if I decide to go. All right. All right. The next story we got here is Super Time Force arriving in late May or early June. So, Capybara Games co-founder and president Nathan Vella tells Joystick that his next game, Super Time Force, should be available in either late May or early June for both Xbox 360 and the One. It's in QA going into search soon, he told Joystick uh, when they asked him about the delayed game release date. It is out of our hands until Microsoft certification is done with it, but it's not the hardest game to certify because it does, doesn't have any multiplayer and it only has a single leaderboard. Uh, Vela tells Joystick that the game's numerous delays were to enhance the game's original design, turning a good idea into a great game. He says, I hate the idea of gamers wasting their time on a game, buying something because they believed it was one thing and having it turn out to be something else. And with Super Time Force, that could have happened in a weird way. It was cool. The original game jam was cool. But what we've turned into what we turned it into is what I think people expected when they saw the very first trailer. So that's pretty neat. I guess it took their time with it and now they believe their president believes that, you know, they're gonna release a new or better game. Cool. Is it interesting any of you? You guys gonna play this? Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'll have to check onto it more myself to see if it Yeah. I don't know. Uh, was this the one that's getting a retail release? I think or no? I thought there was one of these games that was going to come out cheap. I thought IGN reported this was going to come out of retail, but I don't know. If it comes out of retail, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. Uh, it's. I mean, it's old school style, which is what I like. You know, I'm a huge, of course, huge retro gamer. So I'll, if there's a demo for it, I'll check it out. But if not, I may pass on it. All right. Yep. All right, so last story of the night, Titanfall. Uh, we've got some information on the first DLC map pack called Expedition. It's coming out next month. Um, so if you're a bit fatigued from stomping around on your current set of maps, uh, get rested up because you got a new round coming in May. Uh, this is going to be three pack. It's going to be a three pack of maps. Will include Swampland, which is a stretch of alien ruins that offers trees for wall running. Uh, that'll be interesting. I guess we'll be able to jump off the off the trees. Uh, Runoff is a map that incorporates water and War Games is a map that hosts that's hosted within the game's training simulator. Uh, Expedition is the first of three $10 map packs that are included in Titanfall Season Pass, which was announced back in March for $25. So the pass provides a $5 discount uh, from, uh, from the combined three map packs that are coming out. So you guys going to be getting this one? Yes. I got the season yep. pass, the day one. Uh, my question is, though, this map pack, technically, if you don't have the season pass, it's going to be costing you $10. Yeah. 
Do you think it's worth the $10 price tag at this point? You know, when they announce it and say it's only three maps and the ability to to add, you know, a little bit of customization to your Titans? Um, I don't have a problem paying for it. I mean, I've paid $50 for four map packs from Call of Duty, so, you know, <laughs> this is a much better deal. But doesn't Call of Duty, doesn't, doesn't Call of Duty add four maps every time, though, and, you know, sometimes throws a gun in there? And then sometimes even throws a zombie map in there. Yeah, but how many of those maps are rehashes of old maps we've already played? At least That's these true. will all be brand new maps we've never seen. That's um, true. So, but you, I mean, you make a very valid point. Um, but they also charge. I don't play the zombies, so um, yeah. and it's fifty dollars for their season pass. So uh, I think this is a pretty good value, you know. 10 bucks a piece, $25 I paid for three map packs. You know, that's half the price of the Call of Duty season pass or the Battlefield season pass. Yeah. So I'm surprised to know to see how fast it's coming out though, man. I mean, next month, May already and 360 version barely launched not too long ago. That's pretty quick for DLC to start coming out. Well, I I think they've been working on it though. I mean, when did we get this game? When did this originally come out? April April 17, wasn't it? No, we're not oh. even... Today's only April 13th. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean... I, I'm in the March, Xbox One March, version, wasn't... I mean. When did the Xbox One version... We've been playing this now for... Beginning of March, for about, about a month now. So, I mean, March. all that stuff's been... It's not, you know, it's not like they put the game together. You know, they were building all that stuff as they were working on the original game, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they've got... You know, the next two are probably pretty much ready to go as well, or... They're you know they're going to be wrapping up some final touches on those in the next months too. So uh, I'm not surprised. So good thing though. Good thing it'll keep it'll make the game you know give it a refresher. You know it'll get people to go back to it now that people are saying that it's getting kind of stale and boring. You know. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Because so it is. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you could only unlock six weapons and you have three titans and. You're doing the same thing over and over. Well, I see. I think it depends. I'm I'm doing, and I know you're doing it too. You're trying to do the regen challenges, so it's forcing yeah. me to do stuff I normally wouldn't do. So I can't play it just with the same gun all the time. Where then it would become stale. I think so. I don't know. I I've not gotten bored of it yet. Uh, really? Yeah. I I every time I play this, I you know. Outside of me raging a little bit, <laughs> due to other things, um, yeah. it's it's not it's just really not the game. It's I'm really enjoying this game. I'm I'm finding this at this point. I've already I've already genned up three times. I'm going for my fourth one. I've never done that in a Call of Duty game. I think the most I've ever done was a, a prestige one time. I don't think I've ever prestige twice in a Call of Duty game. I usually get bored of it. You know, I usually kind of what, what's what's driving you to prestige in this? I I don't know. I I think I feel like every time I play it is something different because you don't have to get in your Titan. I actually yeah. spend a lot of time out. I'd rather have my Titan be in guard mode or follow mode. Honestly, um, every time I get in my Titan, I seem to get destroyed right away. So, and he seems to hold off a lot better when I'm not I'm not in him. So. Um, I don't know, just the, the the verticality, the jumping, the the wall running, the the weapons are really cool, the the, the fact that you got the Titans, it, it's just, I don't know, it seems like it's different every time. 
Um, and I feel like there's our games. Lots of times I am the number one guy on our team. Sometimes I'm at the bottom. But it's like I'm, I can play this and always end up – I'm not always on the bottom. You know, yeah. like in a Call of Duty or Battlefield where I'm always at the bottom. So I think that's what I enjoy is even though, yeah, I'm shooting a lot of grunts, you know, or AI people, I still can contribute to the team. I'm still, you know, throwing out charges to defend, you know, points or the flag or the, the hard points or whatnot. They're, I'm always contributing no matter what. And I feel like this game allows people to do that, even though they're not experts like Call of Duty, you know, experts. You can still get in and contribute and have a really good score and feel like you've accomplished something. Even when I've been at the bottom, I'm like... You know, yeah, but I had look at my defense score it was still pretty high. You know, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's fun. I, I'm still loving the game. So I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just too used to like Call of Duty and Battlefield, where every match I'm unlocking some kind of weapon or some kind of attachment or some something different. You know, yeah. And this game, once you reach like level forty, you're you have basically everything unlocked. But, Besides a few things. But if you look back, this is the very first version of this. Titanfall yeah. 2 is probably going to have a lot more stuff to it. Yeah, you I know? agree. So, I mean, we look back at the original Call of Duty multiplayer and what it had, you know, compared to what it is today, you know, it's very different. So I think, you know, every year they're, they're adding to it. And, you know, we might still see new weapons. I've heard we might see new Titans. So That'd be nice. I think we'll get that, you know, maybe in the second, third DLC, New Titans. Um, but they'll, I think, I have every confidence in this team to keep it fresh. These guys have done it successfully so many times in the past. I have no doubt Titanfall is going to continue uh, to grow and to expand and just continue to get better. So. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's move on. Then we're going to go into community time. So this will be really short and sweet. You can follow us on Facebook. Just look for This Xbox Life. Uh, email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com if you have any questions. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And you can also send us a voicemail. If you want to hear yourself and get your questions or comments into the show, go to our website. On the right-hand side, you'll see send a voice message. Click that. Uh, as long as you have a microphone hooked up to your computer, you can send us a voicemail. And we will put that in the show and then answer your questions. Um, and then again, please continue to support us by going to Amazon.com. If you're in the U.S., you can just go to thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. It'll take you to our affiliate page. If you're out of the U.S. and want to be directed to your appropriate store, go to our website, click on the Amazon link, and it will auto-direct you to the store nearest you, the appropriate Amazon store. Um, okay, so we've got some new releases coming out this week. And first of all... We have, whoops, what did I do? There we go. On uh, Xbox 360, now this one seems weird to me because this seems so familiar. I could have swore we had this image up before and said this game was launching a long time ago. But 2014 FIFA World Cup Brazil, according to GameStop, is coming out this week. Do either of you know if that is actually factual? Because I would swear we had this same box art up like six months ago to say this game was releasing. <laughs> Are you sure no. you didn't have FIFA 2013? Uh, yeah, maybe, but it World looks Cup? like it looks so identical. It looks like the same thing. When I saw this, I was like, really? So um, I know. Yeah, uh, this has been scheduled for this week, though. As far as I know, cause my brother keeps track of 
all the release stuff for us for the collection and all that. And yeah, okay. it's just good. But man, I think they've used that same cover, almost kind of cover art before in one of the previous games. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. It just looks like maybe it was 2013, and I'm just like, this looks the same. <laughs> so yeah, that might just be what it was. It was throwing me off. All right, and then also on Xbox 360 and Xbox One, Trials Fusion is coming out this week. Um, if you guys have played, if you've listened to us, you've heard us talk about Trials in the past. Trials HD, Trials, was it Evolution? I think was the yes. last one. And yeah. then Trials Fusion. Fantastic games. Oh, they are so much fun. Uh, a lot of fun to compete against your friends on the on your friends' uh, leaderboards and stuff. This And I will be all over this on Tuesday. when it. Or actually, this will probably be... What's well, a good question? I guess on Xbox 360, this would be coming out on Wednesday. And I think, uh, Demo, you said, or Jason, you said that this was going to be on 360. It's digital only, correct? Yeah, it's digital only. Xbox One is getting a retail version. And for what my brother said, it's supposed to be on disc, and they're going to be selling it for 40 but it's including the season pass is why they're doing the retail. Okay. So... So I'm going I with. Yeah. I wonder if then if it's a retail for Xbox One, we should see this on Tuesday. Yes. Because they did away with the arcade, so all games should release then on Tuesday. So uh, look for Trials Fusion on Xbox One on Tuesday and on 360 on Wednesday. Uh, okay. And you'll see me playing for sure. <laughs> and then of course, as always. Be sure if you want to purchase anything that we've talked about, uh, be sure to use our affiliate link at Amazon. We really appreciate you guys' support. That's all I've got. Do you guys have any further comments before we take off? Uh, make sure you go visit www.horriblegamerswithaz@theend.com. That's where my podcast is at. And if you'd like to listen to a bunch of guys talk about games, go there and listen to us. Great show. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll have to definitely download your podcast, check you guys out, everything, because I've got multiple podcasts, and I needed to kill a lot of time for my driving at work and, and driving home. So, yeah. anyway, I'll definitely uh, download you guys and everything on that. I, I don't have anything, Mark. Uh, I don't have anything to plug because I've already plugged. Before. You let me plug in the past for other stuff, so I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. You guys have been fantastic replacement so i might have to make you permanent um all <laughs> no. i'm gonna ask everything i'm gonna ask to get paid double what brun got since he came back exactly wow man <laughs> so it's gonna man. cost you yeah he, he they got here professionals at, uh, right now yeah <laughs> uh i was i think i was saying at the beginning of the show he he's not here because he got a promotion but what he didn't know is he's getting demoted here at txl <laughs> so oh <laughs> uh. So, alrighty. Well, I really appreciate you guys uh, joining us and, and helping me out today so we can still get a show out. I really appreciate that, and you guys are, uh, did awesome. Um, so with that, um, if you listen to us on iTunes, please rate us five stars. And uh, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. Um, this is Jason. Jesus Walks A Lot. Oh, oh, whoa. <laughs> it's <laughs> Jesus Walks A Lot. You can find me on Xbox Live, also on Twitch. And that's it. <laughs> I'm Jason, a.k.a. Democulus. Y'all have a good night.